0: Your source for community, Muskoka-made talk shows are on Muskoka Magazine, The Bay,
1: 88.7. Hey, this is Dr. Shervin. Muskoka Magazine is brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit DairyLaneDental.com. This is Arts R Us on The Bay.
0: Good morning and welcome to Arts For Us. My name is Karen Cassian and I'm here with my co-host Noreen Mitchell. And today we have guest guest Jillian Peever. Welcome, Jillian. Thank you. And Hi. Jillian's a dance artist, a choreographer, a teacher and a producer. So many things. <laughs> Thank you. So tell us, uh, Jillian, where you're, I think you're originally from
2: Muskoka, are you not? That's right. I grew up in Gravenhurst, uh, mm-hmm. just outside of town. And I was very lucky to be in that, in that woodland area on the on the water and everything so had a wonderful childhood in the woods and after that um, after high school I went to Toronto right after that where I studied dance for six years and and stayed working for many years and just in the last couple years is when we moved to Berks Falls. Okay. But dance okay. was
1: always in your life, right?
2: Your mom. Your mom was a teacher, a ballet teacher? That's right. Um, my mom also lived in Toronto for a period of time during her schooling years, and uh, and that's where she, she would perform um, in small productions, sort of... Um, amateur, but like near, near professional. I think at that time, there was lots of people dancing in, in high school theaters and stuff like that. And so her and a group of ladies were dancing. And when she met my, my father, they wanted to move to to Gravenhurst, where he grew up. My mom fell in love with Muskoka. So they moved here. And with not much dance around that time, she decided to create a studio where she, she worked in the evenings and, and weekends. So she was my first ballet teacher. And you know, we had the whole basement with, with a bar set up and a mirror Mirrors. and everything. Yeah. And I, we, I, I definitely wouldn't be where I am today without the extra, all the extra work that I put into it because of my mom.
1: And you went to Toronto and there was some exposure there to non-classical ballet. How did that impact your life?
2: That's that was I don't think I'll ever forget that first modern dance class I took. Uh, My teacher was Patricia Minor, and I had her as part of my training at the at Canada's National Ballet School's teacher training program and modern dance like there was drums like what you get to dance with drums I'd guess those things I'd never seen Like a live percussionist in a small town it's very rare that you have a live musician playing in even a ballet class and so I think that I think that really um, hit me deep because I I've always really loved sort of rock style like rock and roll and but you know my dad is just a fan of rock and roll music And I'd I'd dance around in my room to Sam Roberts or Jet or all kinds, you know, the Beatles even. And so it was, uh, I think, feeling that beat in a different way.
0: It's very different from ballet. Ballet, I always think of as being so formal and structured. And
2: Well, actually, the the type of modern dance that I first uh, came to love is also quite structured when you compare it to the kind of modern, well, you know, There's always this definition, modern or contemporary. It seems like the same word, but it's actually quite different. Modern dance would be like um, Martha Graham technique or um, José Limón technique. So there's still a technique and a structure of the training that you take, which isn't, uh, you know, if you talk to someone from Martha Graham, they'd say it's so far from ballet. But in my experience, I found the training similar um, in that you follow a system whereas now i like to train in in improvisation which is much more free and it's quite creative and uh and less about training the body and more about opening your mind to creative ways of moving um interesting you
0: talked earlier about it being abstract and um what did you call it abstract and structural not structural.
2: yeah well when i talk about the work that i that the the solo that i'm currently working on it is uh there is a structure to it but when you look at it uh if you were to compare it to ballet for example there aren't those steps that you can call out oh that's a jete and that's a a pirouette there aren't Structure. There aren't um, names to the steps. You are um, moving with an intention, and uh, and so because you don't see those dance moves, you can call it. Um, I think of it more like a sculpture that's moving. That's what you called it, a sculpture.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: and and it has uh, that feeling. Like when when I watch dance, when I watch any live theater, I love to see how real their body language is if if they've really embodied it if they're really present in their in their body and uh, and connecting that to emotions
1: you once said that uh, you were asked to define what dance was in a bathtub interview <laughs> Oh, my god! <laughs> Which was very fun, actually. I wanted to tell you that one. You watched Bathtub yeah, Bran? Yeah, we, we not only watched one, we watched several
2: of oh, them. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bath, bathtub and Bran. And tell us
0: about that, because I didn't watch them.
2: Okay, so Bathtub Bran. Bran Ramsey is a former classmate of mine from... The School of Toronto Dance Theater, and he's he's hilarious, and he came up with this idea of doing interviews in the bathtub with with different dance artists, and it it sort of took off, and he he had he had very well known David Earl David Earl in the tub, Christopher House, uh, anybody you know anybody went into the tub and had these conversations with him and uh, the and the couple from Kaja dance. Yes, Karen and Alan K. So you're
1: dancing in the bathtub. Or no, it's well, just actually this there a,
2: a choreographic
1: oh, they- element
2: that which oh, was that's so true. fun.
1: That's
2: yeah, we they just make up we make up a little quick little dance in the tub before very before unique. We, it was on YouTube. Yeah. It's a YouTube channel sort of thing. But
1: but in that interview that you had, you said you were asked what does dance mean? And you answered, A body moving that compels me to understand something, emotion or joy. I want to be curious about it.
2: So does that still hold? Yes. Oh, that's <laughs> so nice. Um, I want to. I want to feel something. I want to learn something. I want to reflect about something. Um, I've talked to someone recently about how, in some ways, dance in in her in her. Experience dance can just be something pretty to look at, and that's not enough for me. I I do enjoy, you know. It's like we we compared it to a garden. Like gardens are important. What if there was no gardens and it just? I want to see beauty and and all that. But I guess since I grew up with ballet first, it is really about the beauty of the body and and the stories tend to be on. Uh, like a fairy tale, sort of you know, fairy tale, like, and, and it's it's really about those ballet dancers are incredible to to watch, and it's when beautiful, you're going to school for
0: learning contemporary dance, what do they teach you? Like, uh, just to loosen your body, or to? Oh yeah,
2: oh my gosh! From from being a ballet dancer, first going into contemporary dance, I so many times the teachers are saying, "Oh, you look like a ballet dancer! Like, stop doing that! Stop doing this! That!" <laughs> um, it took a while to just drop down, first of all, because ballet, you're just lifted, like you're constantly lifting up away from gravity. And contemporary dance, you use the floor more. You're women lifting women, men lifting men, women lifting men. You have to be able to do a bit uh, more range. And yes, pulling up away from the floor sometimes, but also using gravity. So I had to shift my center a little lower down my center of gravity. And Uh, also to to become more artistically aware I think as a ballet dancer often you're just told to do the steps you learn to do the steps and you do the steps you don't have to create as much
1: so improvisation is much more important in in contemporary dance
2: yes a hundred percent I think most um, most creative processes it's not just the choreographer walking in and saying okay do this pirouette now do this move over here it's very much more collaborative now yeah and you started to
1: teach ballet or that was your first inclination and um, tell us about that that love of teaching
2: yes so of course my mom was in was encouraging me to teach and and when I I studied at the Bracebridge School of Ballet when I was uh, when my mom's studio closed um, I went to the the Bracebridge School of Ballet and of course she was teaching me always in the basement and all that extra stuff but at a certain point in high school I thought I'd like to try teaching and I I really loved it and I I think being teenager you know so confident about yourself and so or or your world is all about you I just thought I was doing so well with it I just thought oh I'm such a good teacher (laughs) (laughs) and then I went to audition for the school of Trump. um to the National Ballet School teacher training program. And being a small town kid, I sort of thought, oh, this is, this is a pipe dream. But I did very well in the audition and I was the youngest in my class because teacher training program, it's sort of uh, geared towards people who've danced a lot and now they're ready to teach. But I just, I knew I wanted to teach. And that was part of the interview process there they weren't really sure. Oh, are you serious about this? You haven't danced yet. Like, and I knew I really wanted to do it. And after graduating there three years, even before I graduated there, I was teaching the adult ballet. So a beginner adult ballet program, and I loved it. And the adults were so, so interested and it was, it was lovely. So I, I've been teaching for so long and I find it's a great way to connect people. Um, so what connect them to the performance as well so i'm i'm dancing and i'm teaching and i'm encouraging my students to go see shows and i, I enjoy that
0: well this is a good time to take a short break uh this is i'm karen cassian here with my co-host uh, noreen mitchell and we are interviewing jillian Peever and we'll be back in just a short minute
1: By Muskoka for Muskoka, your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows.
0: Muskoka Magazine, The Bay, 88.7.
1: I'm Dr. Shervin from Dairy Lane Dental, and you're listening to Muskoka Magazine. This is Arts R Us on The Bay.
0: And we're back on Arts R Us. I'm Karen Cassian here with Noreen Mitchell, and we're talking to Jillian Peaver, who's a dance artist, a choreographer, a teacher, and a producer. And we're talking about uh, the history of Jillian's teaching ballet and um did you teach um other kinds of dance i think you graduated and are doing that in berks falls now where you live are you not
2: well that's the plan um after teaching ballet for many years uh, i my parallel career as a dancer was growing and i i was shifting away from ballet in a lot of ways um so my performing career had no ballet. I was not dancing in, in the National Ballet. But I, uh, after graduating from the contemporary school that I went to, I then began to get performance opportunities in contemporary dance. So I danced with the Toronto Dance Theatre for a year as an intern. And I got to perform in my favourite choreography of christopher houses was so i felt very lucky for that it was called um severe clear it's all um it's very canadian themed like there was um northern lights and sparklers and i just had a really great really great time with that uh i danced with sharon moore a in this solo show called The Mystery of Mr. Leftovers, which... Which you won a Dora Award for. <laughs> Bravo. Congratulations. Bravo. Yeah. Thank you. That was, that was my f- first real big production that I was, so I was the producer of that show, a- along with Sharon Moore's guidance. But as, um, as someone in their mid-twenties, that was, that was a big challenge, and I had a I had a wonderful time performing that. I mean, it was a big challenge. I've never worked so hard in my life physically. That was a dance piece where I was I was speaking throughout. There was lines to memorize, and as a dancer, you don't have to do that that much. So there was a lot of there was a learning curve there. Um, so yes, as I moved away from ballet and I got more performance, I I ended up teaching contemporary dance more, and that was just before COVID hit. I was really really moving in that direction of teaching contemporary at a high level. I was teaching at Canada's National Ballet School, the full-time program students. Uh, I was teaching them contemporary and improvisation skills. and that was really that's where my heart was just so into that. And also George Brown theater, a the, uh, George Brown dance program, teaching contemporary dance was just so fun. Because that was that's my passion, and that's I, when I get to share that to someone at a high level. That was that was something else. So up in Berks Falls, the next step would be to be to begin teaching classes up there. Uh, Did you
0: come up here because of COVID and because all of that yes, shut down? Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely.
2: So uh, when COVID hit, I was about to go on tour with Fujiwara Dance Inventions with Unoya. With Unoya, I know yes. the book. <laughs> Oh, I've yes. never seen the, the, the ballet, but yes, the book, it's a, a poem. It's a book of poems, all with the, um, with the obstacle of having all the vowels, uh, are like for the first chapter, a is the chapter title. And all of the words have an a only have the letter a as vowels. And so that is an interesting piece to dance in because you have to memorize these very challenging poems, and deliver the the deliver the text well. That so I, I ended up um, really moving towards a place where I was performing both dance and. Um, spoken word, text, poetry. What,
0: what has it been like for you bringing um, contemporary dance to Berks Falls?
2: I haven't done a lot yet. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> I this... did do something last summer. I did something last summer. Well, first of all, we moved up here because of our family. I have two young boys. My my youngest just turned one. And last year, I was dying for some, some sort of experience where I can be dancing with people uh, because the Zoom thing is so hard. It, you, it's a wonderful thing that we can actually join into things on Zoom now. Like I've talked to many people who are thrilled to be able to dance in their own in their own bedroom or whatever, and not have anybody watch them. They get to to try something, but it's not enough for me. I need to be with people, be in a theater, be near people. Yeah, who are Yeah, when dancing. you have a
0: small family too, you need to kind of I would imagine get out. Of that for
2: oh yes, sort of the opposite <laughs> of creativity. It was challenge. <laughs> it's you know, but you know, I'm. It's challenging me in other ways to try to be creative and have my kids in the mm-hmm. space. And well, well, you brought people into your home
1: with their children, right? With the, yes, the moms I, and
2: babes, I, moms and babies class. It, it, because the lockdown, we weren't able to go anywhere. So I thought, well, my basement is big enough, and I can follow the rules and have only two moms and two babies. And it was. It's been really lovely to to be meeting with those two moms pretty regularly. I hope to have um, a space soon where I can have more people. Um, And I'm not sure exactly where that'll be yet. There's a few options available. But the flash mob in Berks Falls last year was the first thing I did. And I had a great little turnout of people who would show up to Zoom rehearsals. And then on the day, uh, on, on one day in July 24th. July twenty fourth. <laughs> uh, we had we met and we did it. On, it was a drive through flash mob. So we were on the main street, all spread out safely, and we did the dance moves together. Uh, myself, my mom, and another dance artist, uh, Jordana Duvaux, who's been working with me a little bit. Uh, she lives out towards Rosso. Um, we we were on the one side of the street, and all the other participants on the other side, so they could we could watch each other. And they could follow along if they forgot a move. It was lovely.
1: That's great. You yeah. you had some background in sort of mass participation because I know that you were a volunteer leader in flock landings uh, some time ago. Do you want to talk a bit about that? The, the with the kajja dance.
2: Oh yes, yes. I've worked with KJ to dance uh, uh, and a few times, and and the flock la- flock landing is is sort of this. what they would do is have an event called Porch View Dances, where you would walk through a neighborhood and see shows on people's front porches. And so the audience is walking through the street and then they end up, the audience ends up at a park where there are a few dancers spread out in the park and the audience goes into the middle and um, sort of like a flock of birds is where the term flocking comes from. The, The dancers around the edges suggest a dance move very simple, usually just arm movements, you know, and they uh, and the audience will copy along. And it can rotate, it can move forward and back a little bit. It's a great way to it dance. Sounds like in a new
0: Blanche North installation. It sounds amazing.
2: <laughs> wow, that's great. Tell
0: us about your uh, upcoming production at the in Berks Falls.
2: That's pretty yes. exciting. The view film here is a solo dance that was choreographed by Sasha Ivanotchko. Sasha is an artist I've been following for many years as a student at the school of Toronto dance theater. She choreographed on my class and she also taught my class and, and sort of wherever she taught in Toronto, I would sort of follow her because she had this very strong quality. Her, her work, her choreographic work is quite bold and political and Uh, as a teacher, she could just hone in on exactly what you needed to hear. She's now the artistic director of the School of Toronto Dance Theatre, and that brought her back to Toronto. She had been in Calgary. She had been in Um, Vancouver she'd been in Montreal and sort of anytime she ended up in Toronto I'd go see her show and I would reach out to her she was a mentor of mine for um, when I I received the Chalmers Professional Development Grant from the Ontario Arts Council so I was learning from her in my early career and then when I had my first child um, I was ready to have her choreograph for me and I knew that would just be it's almost like a a a milestone i knew i had to do and and i was i was definitely nervous because she's such a strong presence and um she's so artistic and her movement is gorgeous and so when i Something about being a mom was sort of that I can do anything now. I just had a baby like I can. <laughs> yes, and I, I took care of that baby for a year I, and 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 still being able to return to dance mm-hmm. at that time pretty quickly. I felt I just felt like I could do anything. So I asked her and she said yes. And I uh, I got the grant to make it happen. So this was back in twenty. 20- Um, 2018 I believe was our first creation process for that and then I got another grant to work on it some more but then COVID happened but we were we were able to work out uh, in the summertime of 2020 there was a little window where things were getting better so we got into the studio together anyways um, so it's happening the years yes it happened in in Toronto, this past December, that was the premiere, and I want to bring my work to Berks Falls, so I'm bringing it. And so March 26 at 7 p.m. at the Legion. So how how can people find out more about this? You can go to my website, uh, JillianPeever dot com. Okay. Uh, that's where you can uh, you can buy tickets, or you can just grab tickets at the door. Um, the Legion is pretty pretty large capacity, so I'm not worried about.
1: That's on Mary Street. Yes, Mary Street. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, uh, and I think that the Legion had been pretty, uh, pretty often doing these Friday night, um, music um, performances by local artists, mostly, uh, mostly music, and I think they're excited to have. Another show after all all the lockdowns. So
0: you were telling us earlier that um, people come to Huntsville when they have activities that they want to do, but you're trying to bring more activities to Berks Falls. I think that's a great thing. It sounds like you're really doing a great job of. Thanks.
2: Since yeah. since we've moved here, we've met many young families with kids that want to be participating in events. So I see Berks Falls growing. Of course, with. With COVID and the, the way the market is right now with housing, it's it's growing. Everyone is moving it feels up like here. Things <laughs> are
0: opening up. You said there's a new development happening in Berks Falls.
2: Yes. Uh the KCU market, the Coartha Credit Union market will be um, hopefully breaking ground soon. And that that's right next to the post office downtown. I think it'll be a huge boost for the downtown of Berks Falls. You have a studio there? I'll be having a studio upstairs. Sure. Yeah,
1: you're also on social media. Do you want to talk about where else people can find you?
2: Um, Instagram, Instagram, and Facebook. YouTube. Uh, yeah, I have a few things on YouTube. Uh, it's tricky now to be so up on things when I've got my two kids to take care of, and you know, hopefully, I have my one-year-old into daycare soon. I can work my website a bit more. My, I'm happy with my website. I but once I get the studio going, I'm going to have. All, I have to revamp all that stuff. So uh, you have a unique
1: coming. name, Jillian Peever,
2: and so it's not hard to find. Her. Not hard to find Peabers, the Peavers. P e e v e r. That's right. Yeah? The thing there's just the one family. My husband and his parents in Berks Falls. So, <laughs> 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 if it's not us, it's my it's the grandparents. <laughs> so well, wonderful to meet you. So thank yes, you very much. i we're I've been so we're excited going, to have a dance artist we're on
0: coming to your show. Yes. Irene and, and myself wonderful. and our thank spouses. You. So we can't wait to see you. Th- thank you for joining us, Jillian.
2: Thank you much, so much, Thank ladies. you.
0: So, uh, Noreen, I'll start off with a few uh, performing arts happenings. Um, let's see. In March, March is a, a busy time at the Algonquin Theatre. We have uh, Chantal Creviazouk on uh, March 19th, Matt Anderson, March 20th. I have tickets for both of those. Are you going, Noreen? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, Snow Village is still happening downtown. Uh, It's melting a little today. It's melting Mm. a little. Uh, Eclipse Walk with a Light, that's happening every night until the beginning of April, so check that out. It's a great thing to take your kids to. Um, Donovan Woods, April 23rd. The Washboard Union, April 27th. These are all at at, um, the Algonquin Theatre. Johnny Reed is coming to Deerhurst, October 14th. Um, And Mallory Duncan, she just um, finished one show, and the first, I think, four days, at the beginning of April, she's doing Rent. So check that one out on the Algonquin Theatre website. There should be
1: a lot of dance in that. Yes, I would imagine. So what I have is for visual arts is that the Fresh Paint show, the Has Members show, will end on March 14th. So hurry in and see that in Partners Hall. Coming after that will be Norma Van Alsteen who has a show of photography and paintings. And she's really versatile and wonderful to look at. So... I'm going to quickly just say, don't forget um, Nuit Blanche North is coming back mm-hmm. this year. So happy about that. Yes. Submission deadline is March 25th. So don't, if you have an idea, put submit it, please. We're not going to let Jillian leave until uh, she <laughs> has uh, something happening at Nuit Blanche North. <laughs> and don't forget that it's more than just art as well. More than just art.ca. Lots of programs happening. Yes. So there's lots of things to look for. And, yes, uh, things are opening up. It's very
0: exciting. That's right. So thank you again, Gillian Peaver, for joining us. Uh, i Karen Cassian, and Marie Mitchell here on Arts or There's only one Hunters Bay Radio. We, we are, are Muskoka. Muskoka.